Hello. Welcome to Sit for a Spell, a podcast where we discuss the lore, the traditions, and modern practices of the occult. Learn alongside us as we explore the many ways the witches of today observe their craft. So grab your book of shadows, light your candles. It's It's time time to to sit sit for a spell. Oh my gosh, you're so funny. (laughs) Hello. Just just tried to start this without recording. I did. (laughs) I was like, wait. Uh, Hi. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. (laughs) This is our second uh, episode while under quarantine Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, here in mm -hmm. Southern California. Things are uh, a little quiet still, but we're just uh, getting ready. Mm -hmm. Seems like the whole state is just kind of, well, it seems like there's two groupings of humans. There's like the grouping of humans that are doing what they're supposed to be doing and staying inside and helping other people and just being generally awesome. And then there's like the other 50% who are just going about their business like nothing's wrong. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like I had to take my son to the doctor today for like a checkup, like a post-op checkup. So it was one we couldn't skip. And uh, it's some, I mean, the freeways were empty because this was Mm -hmm. like eight o'clock in the morning. So it was like, it took me like half the time to get there that it usually does, which was awesome. I like felt really good about that, but still a lot more people around than I would have hoped to see. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But also where we saw his doctor is like a big, the whole city is like dedicated to like this hospital. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking that like, that's probably why there were a lot of people around because there's like, the only thing in this city is like the hospital and the university of doc for the doctors that end up at that hospital and like, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then just like essential workers, like grocery stores and fast mm-hmm. food and things like that. But yeah, I mean, for everything I've been seeing, uh, California has been doing a really good job. And I'm like, actually, I've never really paid attention to like our governor before. Yeah. Me but I'm like very, very impressed with everything that he's been yeah, doing. Yeah, we seem so. to be, we seem to be today. I mean, today's the 30th and it's Monday and we seem to be as prepared as we can be with the money that we have and the things that we have and the resources we have. Yeah. Yeah. So So I think as long as everyone just like sticks to what they're supposed to do and physically distances themselves from strangers, I'm glad I'm just hoping that everything turns out. Okay. Yeah. And if you listen to this podcast, yes, yes. And if you are active, um, in the craft and your practices, I mean, light a candle, write some sigils, like do whatever Say you a prayer, can. whatever needs to be yeah. done, because we know it like this is happening obviously globally. So Any it's not like that. our, yeah, it's not like our situation is unique. Everyone is going through this, which makes it like, uh, it's like unprecedented. I can't, it is. It's like I, yeah. I still wake up sometimes and I can't believe it's happening. <laughs> yeah. It takes a couple minutes and then I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah, I remember And then that. I have to like get myself out of my stoop for a minute and then. Mm-hmm. I have to like meditate for a minute. 
breathe, tell yeah. myself it's going to be okay. We're safe at home. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then go about your day. Yeah, just kind of get through it. I think we're all just getting through the day, which is yeah, all we can do. You know, yeah. you just do what you can. And- yes, and that's all you can do. Don't feel guilty or sad or sad if you can't do a lot because there's so much science coming out right now that like our brains are dealing with this and like we literally can't do as much as we want to do because our brains aren't going to let us do that or like yeah I was reading this article did you send it to me about um, someone sent it Angie sent our friend Angie sent it the grief one no no a different one um it that one was good too though um that one, yeah, talked about grieving, how everyone is grieving right now. We're grieving mm-hmm. our, some of us are grieving our loved ones. Some of us are grieving our uh, way friends, of life. our way of life, our sense of normalcy, our sense of security, um, you know, our our regular daily schedules, the things that kind of keep us grounded. We're all grieving that. And that's mm-hmm. what this feeling is. And another one that I read said, you know, like we're all going through a trauma, like a global trauma. And that most of the time you, your brain like physically doesn't let you experience it until it's over. Yeah. So like right now it might seem like you're shutting down. It might seem like you're overdoing it. Like maybe you're cleaning everything and you're, you know, you're weeding your lawn and you're building things and you're painting and you're cleaning and you're doing household things, or maybe you're just laying in bed eating hot Cheetos, you know, until it's time to go to bed. And Mm -hmm. either one is not better than the other. And you're, we're all just trying to cope, cope. Yeah. We're all just trying to get through it. So whatever Mm -hmm. you need to do to get through it, there's, there's no playbook for this. (laughs) situation so yeah all that to say um we hope you're safe and uh healthy Mm -hmm. and uh we hope we can just uh, other than this uh rant up top (laughs) give you some reprieve from that because i'm sure you come here to get away from that so yeah sorry if uh, we're bringing you down or anything no um and if you hear something thing. crash in a second, my cat is over here climbing on something she should not be climbing on. <laughs> well, that's, so. a, that's a good segue. Speaking Very of cats. Very true. Speaking of kitty cats, so today we're going to be talking about familiars. Yeah. So um, I'm Jess. Oh, I'm James. Welcome to... the first podcast. Yeah, welcome. Welcome. Um... Also, if you hear squeaking, that's my chair. And I'm sorry, I can't, I don't know how to stop it. Um, So I'm going to be talking about familiars. And before we begin, um, I just wanted to ask, because obviously I think the most like common trope of a familiar is like a black cat, you know, like Mm -hmm. witches. Or a cat in general. Yeah, cat in general. Yeah. But I... And reading about it, dogs, cats, even like butterflies or like mm-hmm. lizards, snakes have all been like considered things that can be familiars. Do you, Jess, do you feel like your you your dogs or one of your dogs is like have you ever felt like an animal that you had was a familiar like? No. Um, which is unfortunate, it makes me sad. But I <laughs> 
So I have a very maternal connection to my dogs. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's more so, you know, while mm-hmm. I'm doing my practice or doing other things, they're generally not paying attention. They're often <laughs> dog land. But um, I really want a cat because I feel and I've always felt that if I had a cat, um, then I would maybe feel that way. And mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about a cat. Maybe it's just my like preconceived notion that that's what <laughs> cats do or that I just really want a cat and that I would connect really strongly to one. Um, but unfortunately right now with one of my dogs, that's not possible, but mm-hmm. maybe in the future. Yeah. I mean, you never know. You, I mean, yeah. if you get a, a kitten, like maybe you're, it's Jack, right? Like he doesn't like cats. Yeah, no, it's Jack. Hmm. He's a crazy Jack yeah. Terrier. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have two cats. I have two cats right now. I've had cats and dogs and rabbits and mice and birds and ducks and <laughs> everything <laughs> my whole entire life, hamsters. Um, and uh, I felt I felt the same most of the time, you know, very like a loving relationship, maternal, mm-hmm. caring. But it wasn't until actually I got the cats that I have now. Um, one of them in particular, and she happens to be a black cat. She's so pretty. She's so pretty. Her name's Lucy. It's short for Lucifer because she's the devil. And uh, she's so cute, and her eyes change color. She's all black, and sometimes she has green eyes, sometimes she has orange eyes. And um, she, like, does not leave my side. Like, she's she's always asleep on my bed. She's always, If I'm on my bed or anywhere, she's on me. If oh. I go to the kitchen, she follows me. If I go to the bathroom, she follows me. She, like, follows me around like a puppy dog. My mom says, like, when I leave the house, she waits at the window and, like, will wait for me to come home. Um, there's just, she is one animal that I do have like a special connection with because even her sister, they're sisters, they're from the same litter. Mm-hmm. Um, but her sister is like, she's so nonchalant about everything. She doesn't care. She's like a typical cat. Like she doesn't care <laughs> about anything or anyone, um, except at like two o'clock in the morning when she wants to be pet. But Lucy is the opposite. And Stevie is her sister for Stevie Nicks. And she's she's very cute and uh, pretty. They're both but she, so pretty. But they, Stevie couldn't care less about anything. And she doesn't care who pets her. She just wants to be pet. But, but Lucy specifically, here she comes, wants me all the time. Hmm. So she's my that's, little baby. That's so nice, though. Yeah, it's nice to have. Um, because I think these are the first animals that I've had that are, like, mine. You know, mm-hmm. like I wanted them, so I got them. I pay for everything for them. You know, like they yeah. are, they're my responsibility. Yeah, same um, for my dogs. But I do have a little special connection with Lucy that I don't have with Stevie. It just feels different. Yeah, between the two of them. But yeah, and I don't know because it's not like she does my bidding or anything. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's my little, my little. Uh, inner beast yeah on the outside it's yeah true. well okay so we got that out of the way let's jump into a little bit of the history of 
uh, familiars. So I got, um, and if you hear some noises in the back, that's my kid. He's just, we're, we're just doing the best we can here, guys. <laughs> no worries. So, um, I got this information from icsedwick.com, learnreligions.com, and tarotpugs.com. And they were all, yeah, tarotpugs, tarotpugs.com. And they're all just articles about familiars Mm -hmm. um, and witches. So I kind of just cobbled together a few things that I saw. So um, we're going to go back to ancient Greece. They believed in something called a demon or daemon, mm-hmm. which is a personal spirit which guides your actions. And Socrates talked about having one. And um, you probably most notably from, you must know it from the Philip Pullman series, His Dark Materials. Yep. He kind of like really popularized the idea in that series. Yeah, he weighed heavy in on that. Like literally the daemon is a piece of your soul. It's just like outside of your body. Yeah, yeah. Um, they fed on the blood of, so the way this talks about it is this talks about the witch belonging to the familiar, not the other way around. So they fed on the blood of their witch and they acted as servants. And, um, the word familiar comes from famulus, which is a Latin word for servant. Hmm. And the, the famed witch's mark, which was like which is what people looked for during like the witch hunts was yeah. thought to believed where the familiar suckled from their witch. Oh, I think I've heard that before. Yeah. Um, so that's just one belief in European mm-hmm. folklore. Um, and so it's a uh, European folklore of medieval and early modern periods. Familiars sometimes referred to as familiar spirits or animal guides were believed to be supernatural entities that would assist witches in their practice of magic. So not so much like a servant, more like an assistant and like kind of helping. Mm -hmm. And during the days of the European witch hunts, the, those, those familiars were said to be given their familiars by the devil. Yeah. And in, in Rosemary Guiley's Encyclopedia of Witches and Witchcraft, she says they were in essence small demons which could be sent out to do a witch's bidding. Although cats, especially black ones, were favored vessels for such a demon to inhabit, dogs, toads, and other small animals were sometimes used. Yeah, so, so basically anytime a woman would be have like a close relationship with any kind of domesticated or not creature yeah and people would They're be like, like well oh, there must she's be something. a witch <laughs> yeah she has um, a dog how dare she the single woman mm. um in some scandinavian countries familiars were associated more with the spirits of the land and nature so not really a individual person so things like fairies and dwarves and other elemental beings, they were said to inhabit the bodies of animals oh. and then were to go around and uh, help witches that way. That's cool. Um, once the Christian church came along, Jess's favorite, mm. the practice went underground because any other spirit other than an angel must be a demon, right? It has to be. It's yeah. no other option. Mm-hmm. 
During the Salem witch trials, there is little account of the practice of animal familiars, although (laughs) one man was charged with encouraging a dog to attack by the way magical means. Mm -hmm. And sadly, the dog was tried and convicted and killed. The dog? Yeah. I don't know. Um, And during this. I guess that's what it says. Yeah. And it says during other. Don't doubt it. Yeah. During other witch hunt era, um, many domesticated animals were killed because of their association with quote unquote Mm -hmm. witches or heretics. I know they, unfortunately, there's a lot of cats, there's a lot of goats. Yeah, goats Um, are a big one. In uh, shamanistic practices, the animal familiar is not a physical being, but a thought form or spiritual entity. And it usually travels astrally and serves as a magical guardian against those um, who try to, like, hurt the shaman. Yeah. I'm assuming that's where, like, spirit animal comes from. Yes. I think that's, like, a Native American type thing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, why most people aren't supposed to use it. Yeah. Um, But a lot of people do, anyway. Um, So many people in the neo-pagan community have adopted the term familiar to mean actual living animal. Mm -hmm. And you'll encounter a lot of pagans who have an animal companion that they, um, they consider to be their familiar, even though they no longer believe, you know, that there's a spirit or a demon inhabiting the animal. It's mostly like a physical or psychic or not physical, a psychic or emotional bond. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's more used that way instead of like this animal literally helps me in my practice kind of thing. Okay. So, um, the purpose of familiars is to serve a young witch providing protection as they come into their new powers they taught witches how to do magic and dispense advice. They mm-hmm. witches use them as spies because mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, because they're so little and you know mm-hmm. unassuming. And since the 20th century, some magical practitioners, including uh, those who follow the neo pagan religion of Wicca, use the concept of familiars um, due to their association with older forms of magic. So they yeah. use pets or wildlife and believe. Uh, spirits of of familiars can act as magical aids. Yeah, it makes sense. Because a lot of deities that are, a lot of deities and even like the god and goddess um, in Wicca Mm -hmm. are associated with um, an animal. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Like the crow is very popular. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Crow, hare, cat, owl. Yeah. Owl's a big one. Um, yeah they can make those deeper connections to their deities that way too yeah definitely Mm -hmm. um so there are a few different ways like they it is like it said you can meet or acquire familiar Mm -hmm. and one of them is to just have a familiar just spontaneously kind of show up in your life Mm -hmm. and it's usually while you're um coming into your powers or your uh having difficulty with your powers or, you know, something like that. And usually they just, it's kind of while you're just going along with your daily life and it can be in your home, out of your home, but sometimes they just show up. Another way is to uh, be given your familiar by 
someone in your life. So a family member, uh, usually in, you know, older times, it would be a dying parent or grandparent mm-hmm. or an elder or some sort of mentor um, who is like passing down their familiar to you. Oh. And um, in many cases, in most cases, the familiar is found spontaneously, but there are some accounts of people inheriting their familiars as well. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So, but usually there's usually that, like that, uh, that thing of like, yeah, they, they were having difficulty or maybe they were in danger or something like that. So the familiar mm-hmm. comes to aid in that sort of situation. That's nice. Um, so now that we know, what a familiar is and maybe potentially how to meet one. The question remains, do you even need a familiar? So yeah. Yeah. There a lot of people think you do. Some people think you don't. I think uh, in my opinion, I don't, I think you just kind of have to do what works for you, you know? And I think if you have a, if you have a connection with an animal or if an animal appears in your life unexpectedly, maybe like a stray cat or a dog or, you know, whatever. Some people like make friends with crows and stuff, which I'm like so jealous of. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) It is possible that they were drawn to you. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is possible that they are there, they are there for a reason. And if you feel a connection, you can always work on strength. You can work on strengthening your psychic connection with the animal. Yes. And see if like that sort of helps or brings any sort of breakthrough um, in terms of whether or not that animal is your familiar or not. Yeah. Um, if you would like to draw a familiar to you, there some traditions believe you can do this with meditation. So you just, you know, you find a quiet place to sit undisturbed. You um, clear your mind, allow your mind to wander. You might incur, you might encounter various, people or objects while you're meditating, but you focus on your, you focus your intent on meeting your familiar and uh, drawing them to you Mm -hmm. in that sort of way. So there's, there are ways, like if you feel like I really feel like I'm missing something, or just feel like I need a familiar, some traditions do believe that you can draw your familiar to you. You can also um, do astral work to invite your familiar to you. So, and, Mm -hmm. um, if you, which uh, from what I can tell is extremely difficult to do, um, if you do get good enough at it, you can find your familiar, introduce yourself to them and have them like kind of find you. you in the physical world. Physical world. Yeah, that's But again, more I think ast- astral work is very advanced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never even uh, attempted it. No. So there are, um, we're going to talk a little bit about the two different types of familiars like we kind of touched on it in the history part Mm -hmm. the physical and the uh spiritual Mm -hmm. so again physical familiars are the usual and they're typically like a household pet and a lot of witches call their pets familiars um and most of the time it means they have a deeper connection again, or they feel a deeper connection and not all pets that belong to a witch will be a familiar to them. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so again, the familiar in a physical form have a deep psychological psychic bond with their witch and they often will be drawn to them while you're performing spells and rituals and magic, you know, whatever you're doing. And I will say that my cat, Lucy, she does do that. Even Stevie does that when I'm meditating or if I'm drawing cards or if I'm, um, you know, setting up an altar, doing a spell, um, mm-hmm. especially when I receive Reiki, they are like all about it. They're like, mm. Uh, they're all in my lap or, you know, they're around me and um, they are very drawn to that energy. So I think yeah. there's definitely something to that. Nope, not and- Jack. He'll drop his, <laughs> oh my gosh, when I try to do, like I'm doing, I'll do like a spread on the bed or something, or even like on like the little coffee table in my living room. Mm-hmm. He'll just come over, just walk all over it and mess it all up and put his Aww. ball. If you know Jack, you know he just drops his ball everywhere. He loves his ball. Oh my gosh. like, oh, best. we're playing? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're sitting still. It must be time to play. I know. And Max is That's just so snoring in a corner somewhere. So. <laughs> she's, oh, my God. She's the, she's the cutest. Oh, my God. She's so cute. She's so cute. Um, uh, it is also said that uh, witches can sometimes feel that the familiar has been with them in many lifetimes and will mm. continue to be with them in future lifetimes. That's so there's nice. a sort of, like, spirit to spirit connection Mm -hmm. um that goes deeper than just this one lifetime yeah so I thought that was really cool because um it's like comforting in a way you know it is very comforting kind of like past life situation but someone to do it with you it's like it's like here we go again you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that's so cool so um spirit familiars you can have both a spirit and a physical f- animal familiar. You can have one or the other. You can have both. Hmm. And a spirit familiar is an an is a spirit that works with you to do magic, spells, and rituals in the astral or spiritual realm, and they can act as a companion during your astral travel. So again, this is a lot of spirit work, a lot of astral work, which is very highly advanced. And I think mm-hmm. if you are someone who can do things like that, you kind of um, kind of already know this already because yeah, uh, it's, it's it's probably built into the practice. Yeah, and I I can't even like put into words like how difficult it is just to even think about doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know like if you're the kind of person who can do something like this I'm like how did you even get there you know like yeah so yeah one of the reasons why you might prefer a spirit familiar over a physical familiar could be due to your circumstances so say mm-hmm. your finances or your living situation may not be uh the type that allow you to have a physical familiar yeah a spirit familiar might be your best or sometimes your only option yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah and um so and then also I read a thing that said like there are also spirit uh familiars that aren't (laughs) that aren't legally allowed to be kept as animals (laughs) you know like they're not legal in the country or whatever yeah, a raccoon or, I don't know, like a ferret or something. Mm, I'm going to so, meditate on well, a raccoon familiar because... <laughs> yeah, like maybe there's an animal you feel really drawn to, but you're not allowed to own it, like in the physical world. So, you know, you look at it spiritually. That, yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. 
Because a lot of people yeah. do have really strong connections to different animals and they like help support them. They send financial support to like groups and things. So if you feel really drawn to that, I don't see why you couldn't meditate to that. Yeah. Like what if you feel like your spirit familiar is like an elephant? Like what are you going to do? Like yeah, you can't just have, have an elephant. elephant. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it is said that spirit guides or spirit familiars provide guidance and counsel will help you work with your astral spells and they have more communication intelligence because they can, you know, like actually speak Mm -hmm. sometimes to you and they're more connected to their animal instincts and nature, like on a higher plane spirit. um, Physical familiars are more simple in their body language and, you know, more like a physical pet, more like a, an emotional, type of uh guidance or a comfort than a a spirit familiar would be absolutely i just i just think there is so much more possibility in a spirit form than there is in a physical form for animals yeah 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 especially like um they're just they can just be companions and yeah needing that emotional or just like physical support just having something there yeah, which has helped, I will say, like in the past few weeks that we've been dealing with everything we've been dealing with, having my cats around, it helps a lot. And like, or just playing with them or seeing them be silly and like chase their tails. And, you know, like, it's just like a, a small reprieve from like the doom and gloom that we seem to be like surrounded oh, by yeah. all the time. Absolutely. But I'm sure it's the same with your dogs. You know? Yes, I was literally just talking about how I don't know and how people can be doing this without pets animal. Yeah. yeah yeah because i i mean if we're gonna get if we're gonna talk about like a spirit like animal comfort like i got my animals right after um i separated from my ex-husband so like i literally mm-hmm. was like i need like emotional support so for my son and i i was like we're gonna get some cats because like we need some new life in here some like fun and Mm -hmm. some joy and Mm -hmm. they brought they have brought us so much joy like ever since then so that's nice yeah it's and I think that helps too with like the connection that we've uh we've bonded with them so much because we needed them then and now and Mm -hmm. even in regular times sometimes you just need to sit down and pet your animal yeah calm down after a long a long regular hard day so yes so yeah, so that's spirit and or not spirit animals. That's uh, familiars, and um, you know it's hard to say. You know, I think it's such a uh, like most things with the like different types of crafts. It's such a personal, connective thing. No one can be like, well, that's not your spirit mm-hmm. animal because yeah, no one can feel it but you. And especially on this, on the that's your familiar. You know, like especially on the spiritual familiar heart like who who can say you know like who can be like that's not true yeah yeah so yeah I think it's just interesting to kind of hear a little bit about the different ways to bring one into your life or kind of where they came from a little bit and Mm -hmm. you know it's uh it's nice to know yeah and I never really thought about like the meditating thing and it makes so much sense kind of like that like meditation on intention and just thinking about what you want to have materialize in your life. And if yeah, that's something that I, you really want, put that energy mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. Cause it works for all aspects of life. So if you're mm-hmm. really looking for 
um, a familiar, I don't see why it couldn't work with that as well. Yeah, light a candle, chant to what you're going to chant to, meditate on, yeah, do, it a, your mind, do it every day, sit. add it to your routine. Yeah. And then you I never think know, there's so many, there's so many animals out there who need, need a home, animals. you know? Yeah. And this so is a great time to get one. Yeah. You're home anyway. You know, you've you got a our home. Although I was, so I was reading this other article because a lot of, um, a lot of, what are they called? Uh, where do they keep all the animals? Shelters. Shelters. Yeah. Are, uh, they're like being cleaned out, which is great. It is great. But one thing I was reading about was um, if you're going to get a dog now to like train it to sleep in another part of the house from you for like some part of the day, mm-hmm. because what you don't want to happen is you're, you get a dog and you're with it for, let's say we have to do this for two months mm-hmm. and you're with it all day, every day for two months. And all of a sudden you have to go back to work. Like that's yeah. going to be very, it's gonna be very uh, traumatizing traumatizing for the dog so like get mm-hmm. it used to being away from you for yeah you know however many hours yeah. per day cats are a lot better with like the separation part but like dogs get separation anxiety very easily if they're not exactly. trained well enough yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah yeah cats most i mean most cats it, the stereotype is true like they don't care they're very independent mm-hmm. they you know they sleep most of the day i feel like cats sleep way more than dogs do and, um, yeah, so you just got to be mindful of something like that. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I know, um, it's great to rescue a dog and, you know, you need the companionship, especially now, but just yeah. make sure you're doing what's best for the dog's, you know, long-term yeah. health, mental health. Because And for any pet, um, or familiar, whatever that you bring into your life at this time, just don't give it back later. <laughs> yes yeah it can be really yeah. um traumatizing yeah <laughs> yeah unless if you're you, a normal foster then you do, do what right you if you're in it to foster that's different but yeah if you're like oh I want this dog because I'm having a hard time and then later you're like okay life's back to normal like bye dog like that's not nice to the yeah, dog exactly so yeah exactly but I, I think it's was- great that all these all these dogs are being given homes yes i think we all need it right now some of that we safety mm-hmm. yeah. i think that having um i mean any house pet uh i would think like a cat or a dog um specifically would be really helpful to your meditation um because i think you could really like work on that with that energy like with the dogs mm-hmm. or the cat's energy when you meditate like try to focus on their breathing try to focus on mm-hmm. um they're just kind of like what they're uh what's the word i'm trying putting to out. yeah what they're putting out into the world mm-hmm. and just kind of like focus and concentrate on that because they're so pure and so innocent that i think it would be really helpful especially if you're kind of like yeah. breathing in that energy sound like an energy vampire but you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah well yeah my sister has two dogs she has two little uh, wiener dogs and they're crazy like they do not yeah they they just want to like play and play and cuddle and play and uh she says when she meditates or when she does reiki especially like they're so chill and they you know they love it they love that energy like they they get the energy from her she gets it from Mm -hmm. them and kind of just 
it soothes everybody. And yeah. I think that's so great because mm-hmm. we could all use that. Yeah. We all pick up on each other's energies, whether that's another human sitting next to you or if that's your cat or your dog or yeah. shoot, like, even your lizard. Like you pick up on yeah. things. Oh, yeah. Because my kid, he loves lizards. He loves snakes. And like mm-hmm. he would just chill all day with a snake if he could. Like, a lot of people feel really strong connections to snakes. Yeah. So I think sure. it's just whatever you have a personal preference to whether it's going to be your house cat or whether it's going to be something that you feel a stronger connection to your your house snake or your house bird or your house turtle i've had turtles too i've had frogs i've had Mm -hmm. i don't name a pet that you can like legally own and i probably had it oh yeah same we've had some pets nick have you seen the thing by that nick offerman said uh, he said, instead uh-uh. of using like spirit animal or familiar, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. use your inner beast. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw that. And it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like you don't want to co-opt to the term spirit animal. Even no. though like, I know I said it a few times this episode because it's so like, it's so ingrained. I have it's to like, ingrained. Get, I, have to, yeah. I have to like work on using a different It's term. one of those, um what is that called? It's something practice, just like, um, yeah. but you know what I mean? It's like those things that now that people are becoming more aware of mistakes that we've been making and things that that Mm -hmm. we've been taking for granted that aren't Mm -hmm. your, our cultures or anybody's Mm -hmm. in particular um, and trying to make sure that those cultures feel appreciated and seen. um, Yeah. And you're not, you're not using them in an incorrect way. You're not yeah. just saying them because yeah. they're like, they're the the cool, trendy thing to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just, you know, we're just, you learn and you, you just, you get a little better hopefully every day and yeah, that's all you can do. I like inner beast though. I do like inner beast. I think that's really cool. I feel like my inner beast would be a hamster. No, it wouldn't be. But <laughs> I think my inner beast um, would be like a... Your beast is Max. It is Max. She's so cute. Just something so tired and slow. Yeah, she just <laughs> wants to lick your face. She does. She's so sweet. Yeah. She'll just sleep She's on my lap all day. That's what we've been doing. Yeah, us too. Just been hanging out. And my kid is getting he's bored. He's over it. I'm like, we got another bus, at least, buddy. At least another at month. At least another month. But at the very least. Yeah, we're in it for the long so, haul, everybody. So if you're gonna yeah. get some kind of critter, I suggest you do, do it, it now. Tons of bonding time. Meditate on it. Go to your local shelter. See who connects with you. Just walk around. Let them Take lick you time. and smell you. If you're anything like me, you'll know which one is yours the second you touch it, and mm-hmm. you'll just be so happy. And if you have yeah. room for another one get another one we can't have another one right now but i would take them all she get a cat i want one so bad <laughs> <laughs> just gonna mope yeah. around i yell all the time michael will tell you just randomly i want a cat and he'll be like should- we can't have a cat and i'm like i know but that doesn't mean i can't want one yeah like that's not what i'm saying to you no, I'm just I letting you know very loud and aggressively. I want. I one. want a cat. Yeah, we have uh, four cats in my house right now. 
And uh, I don't even care what kind of cat. I don't even care. I don't fun. care. I have so we have Lucy, which is like a little slinky black cat, and then her sister, she's like a slinky tabby cat. Then we have um, our rescue, like we literally rescued her from the street. Uh, we call her Mama because oh, she's when we found her. Beautiful. She had, she had five babies with her, and they were like a couple weeks old, and we found them all homes. She's I think all what white. we should do. I think what we should do so that they can see how beautiful Mama is, is for our Instagram for the post for this one is we should put our cats and dogs. Yeah, we should. Yeah, for sure. So she's, she's all Mama, white. And she, has, oh my God. she has one bright green eye, one bright blue eye. And she's a weirdo. She's very strange. Um, and then we have Tallulah and she is a tuxedo fluffy, big, like the fluffiest cat I've ever seen. She's yeah, like, she's a floof. She's the floofiest thing. And she mm-hmm. is the queen around here. She walks around. Um, my kid calls her queenie girl. So <laughs> she's the queen. She's none, they don't mess with her. And yeah. Then we had another one, but I don't know what happened to him. Thomas. Thomas. I would always go to your house boy. and yell, Thomas. And then he would just, just come, come around. But yeah, I was telling Jess, uh, our neighbors across the street moved a month ago. And that's when he stopped coming around. So I think they took him. Which is, if that's what happened, that would be Second the fourth time. Fourth time. Fourth nope, time, fourth time. Mm-hmm. Fourth oh, yeah. time that, that has happened on my street where uh, our cats are being taken by our neighbors. Technically fifth time, but um, one, the neighbor still lives there and we still see the cat. He still comes back and forth, but he stays over there because we have too many animals. <laughs> Which one? Luca. Oh, Luca, yeah. Luca was a great one. I I think I would want a cat like um, Newton. Our friend Mindy has a cat named Newton. Oh, yeah. He's just so he's sweet so and vocal and just lanky. Yeah, he's, he's like a little tabby. Lanky. And his face is smaller than his whole body. He's like, so, a, he's like a tuxedo like an, cat. but Yeah, he looks animated. He's so Yeah, because he's like, got these like, so super pretty. long legs and like huge long eyeballs. torso. Little head with huge eyeballs. He's so cute. He's so yeah. sweet. I don't even care what oh. kind of cat. Just give me a cat. <laughs> yeah, cats are cats, dude. Like, it doesn't matter. But I think if I had my choice and I had all the money in the world and I could just like purchase a kitty and not feel bad about purchasing a kitty, I would get a Maine Coon. Oh, me too. They're just so big, and I think it's something along with, like, the dogs are big and that cat's big, so. Or a a ragdoll. I like the ragdoll cats. Oh, those are cute. Oh, those little ones that have the little folded ears. Oh, the little folded ears. They're so cute. Okay, we're going off on a tangent here. (laughs) (laughs) We have to go. It's okay. Uh, Well, um... So the next three episodes are going to be very interesting. Um, So the next three episodes, what we're going to do is kind of look deeper at um, Aleister Crowley. And Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about um, his insights into magic. So I think, what is it? I know one episode is going to be about like chaos magic. There's left-handed magic, right-handed magic and chaos. magic. Yes. So I can't, I don't remember what order we're doing them in, but, um, 
it should be really interesting. We're going to do our usual every other. So I'm going to do one. James is going to do one. I'm going to do one or however it works out. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're very excited to dive Yeah. And we know, that. we know how big of uh, undertaking this is. Like, yeah. Uh, this is probably going to be the most research we're going to have to do. Yes. Like we have the far. time. We have the time <laughs> and we're going to do our best. And I know there's a lot of other podcasts who have probably dive, delve deeper, div, dove in, into this, but, um, but we're going to do our best. Yeah. And as you know, if you've gotten this far, this is episode 23, you know that we're literally learning as we do this. So whatever mm-hmm. episodes we do, it's because we wanted to learn more about that. And so that's exactly what we're doing with this Alistair Crowley. And we know that he has issues. He has some big issues, but we mm-hmm. he does have a lot of sway in how modern practice has developed. And so we want to look into oh my God. that more. There's so many butterflies outside my window right now. Yeah, it's butterfly season. Oh, yeah. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> They're so pretty. Yeah. Is it the little Aww. fluttery ones? Yeah. Yeah, it's butterfly season. Mm-hmm. They're so pretty. Sorry. Yes, but Jess is right. Yes, we are, and we will try to address some of the controversies, and we know mm-hmm. there's a lot. Um, but yes, Teed is very influential, so we think it's kind of important to just do our best in covering as much as we can about um, some of the things that he believed and some of the things he practiced and brought into the world um, of magic. So Mm -hmm. look forward to that and look forward to our Instagram, seeing all our babies. Yes. um, At sit for a spell pod, follow us there. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. um, yeah, we hope everyone's doing well and let us know. um, You can send DM us your, your, Oh, oh my gosh if you guys can please dm us your familiars and if we get enough we'll just we'll post them yeah we'll put we'll them on do, our stories yeah we'll post or them, do like so. a whole post yes yes, yeah. yes. send them Somehow. to us dm send us dm them yeah, yeah. that's it for a pot on instagram because we would love to see that we want to see all your babies Cats, especially dogs reptiles like, critters yeah lizards birds uh bunnies whatever like we want to see Draw all of them. your spiritual like animal familiar yeah yeah send it all send it yeah so you guys um stay safe and stay sane yes um just breathe do your best yes breathe and i will say one more thing uh that my therapist tells me all the time which has really been helping me because at the beginning i was trying really really hard to ignore my anxiety and just kind of like get through the day Mm-hmm. Do not ignore your feelings. Do no. not try to suppress them or push them down. Acknowledge your feelings. They, your feelings are valid. Acknowledge them and let them go. Yes. Acknowledge that they are real and that you are feeling them. Acknowledge where you're feeling them. And then use that energy in a different way. You know, yes. you acknowledge it and then you release it because it's not serving you um, in a positive way. Yes. But do not try to push it down. Do not try to ignore it because it will manifest in other ways. I'm telling you now because my anxiety was so high. It was giving me heartburn, like mm-hmm. the worst heartburn I've ever had in my life where mm-hmm. at the point I couldn't eat for like a week. And now that I am taking the time every morning to just sit, I, you know, I'll wake up and then I'll remember and then I'll be anxious. And I'm like, you know what? You feel anxious and you have every right to. Mm-hmm. And I acknowledge your, you know, you are not anxiety. Nope. You, you 
have anxiety, you are not anxiety. You are not an anxious person. You are a person experiencing anxiety. Yep. Acknowledge the anxiety and then let it go. And then you can try to move on with your day. However many times a day you need to do that, do it. And I promise you it will, it will get a little bit easier. Um, because it, pushing them, pushing your emotions down doesn't do anything. No. Even if you're saying so. it out loud to yourself, just by yourself, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Expressing your emotions out loud is like tremendously helpful. Yeah. Text a friend, text DM us, you know, yeah. like you just even us. to just say, I'm really anxious today and I just needed to tell somebody or I'm feeling yeah. really sad mm-hmm. or today I'm feeling hopeful or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, it really helps. Jess and I do that a lot and I, it we helps do. every time, every time mm-hmm. I do it, I feel better. So yeah, it's nice. If you, if you don't have that friend that you feel safe um, expressing that to, you can DM us, even if, you know, for whatever reason we don't respond. And yeah. it does help just to put it out in the world. Yeah. Get, right get now, it off though, your chest. We've been really good about um, messaging back. Yes. And we will try, try to. really hard. And we have time now. So. <laughs> yeah. What else? Oh, so, yeah. Well, yeah. occasionally we, teaching the, children. But. Um, distance well. learning. Yeah. We're getting used to that, too. But, yeah. I mean, uh, we're all in this together. So let's all be in it together. You know what I mean? Like, let's just get through it together. Because... It's too hard to do alone. It's, and you're not supposed to do it alone. And you're not alone. So, nope. yeah. yeah. Um, so that's my final rant. <laughs> not a rant. Good information. So, yes, I hope so. If that helps at least one person, then yeah. uh, hopefully. If you've made it this far, thank <laughs> you for being a loyal listener. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, we'll see you next time. See you next time. All right, bye. Thanks, bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sit for a Spell. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on all social media at Sit for a Spell Pod. If you have anything you would like us to discuss or want to share your own practices, please email us at sitforaspellpod at gmail.com. Until next time, blessed, blessed be. be.